0: I know video games.
1: Well, hey there, Jake. I know kung fu.
0: <laughs> and check in to a brand new upload of Hey, I like that game.
1: <laughs> 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 I, wish I, I wish I could like do those like uh, do an impression <sighs> of that era's music. I I can't. But Jake, what's up, man?
0: You know what, Tony? Not too much is up right now. I'm. I'm doing pretty good. I am really happy because we're doing an entirely Matrix themed episode. Uh, so the game for this, uh, this episode is Enter the Matrix, but no. Tony and I are just such Matrix freaks that we wanted to, I guess, talk about all of all of the I guess movies um, that had been made. I, and...
1: Matrix Matrix freaks may not be at least that may not apply to me. I don't know. We'll see. After this I'm a episode. bit of a Matrix freak. This this, like... this uh, episode will be very interesting because uh, I I kind of notably don't love a lot of the Matrix, but I've seen all of it. You know, like I've gone through all of it multiple times, but like, don't know if I love it.
0: So it's a lot how you talk about Star Wars where yes. you say you don't know why you like it so much because most of the media you don't think is good.
1: But this uh, Star Wars is a great comparison where there is such – the highs are so high that the lows – you sometimes can like forget about the lows because the highs are so good. Um mm-hmm. But that—that's kind of how I feel about this entire
0: series. Um, well, I think well, we'll get into this. But I think like the highest of the highest is a good way to start talking about the Matrix, the first one. But in the same way that you kind of forget about some of the lows upon rewatching the later movies, some of the lows weren't as low as I remember them being. Uh-oh. Which I'm—I'm I'm curious to get into when we start talking about the later movies. But uh, the Matrix one uh yes. 1999 i believe um is just the best goddamn movie i love this movie so much It this is top- i to watch it a million times
1: I, i'm right there with you this is a top 10 movie for me like of all time absolutely like, I, this yeah movie kicks so much ass and it like uh has been parodied to death and it's set kind of the tone for like mm-hmm. some modern action movies you know like there's so much innovation and uh forward thinking and just like creativity and it captures like this style and creates its own style really but like it, it distills this like interesting 90s fashion it, yeah, it's, it's so-
0: very interesting it's very interesting in its in its style for sure um famously maybe apocryphally Uh, The Wachowskis uh, sold this movie by showing clips from, I think, Akira and telling producers that they could shoot that in live action. (laughs) Uh, And it's very, you can see that anime inspiration um, in the action, in the way it's shot. And yeah, absolutely. It's captured in a way that became a new style. It was parodied to death because nobody could recreate it without just copying it but like Um,
1: and like and think about like movies like underworld right where like the visual mm -hmm. style is so much like this you know like the skin tight leather suits and the like uh everyone's always got like sunglasses and shit on like it's it's like very much it it created this style that was often often imitated you know um and bullet time yeah
0: bullet time bullet time
1: (laughs) so sick
0: I like for if for anybody who's younger, the scene where Keanu dodges bullets was just the hottest shit for like two years. Like you couldn't escape it. It was like memes lasted so much longer then, and like the Matrix was just memed for so long. Like you can't imagine how much this was in the popular culture. And like even the like the way they talk in this movie, it just like it's very. I think, with the benefit of hindsight, a lot of the dialogue is uh, maybe a bit bloated, <laughs> to be generous. But just taking, I guess, action movies seriously and having a philosophical angle to it, yeah. having these more like uh, arguments between the villains that aren't just you know fisticuffs, uh, which is again very anime, and it's very awesome that they put that into their movie. And I think. That is seen in action movies going forward, too, where they're treated a bit more seriously and they try to take themselves a bit more seriously. Again, to varying success. Right. Um, But, man, The Matrix was such a hugely influential movie. Um, And for me, specifically. I I watched this... um, with a live orchestra in the Sydney Opera House, what? Um, and I didn't know at the time, but most of this movie was shot in Sydney, Australia. I think the entire trilogy was mostly shot in in um, Australia, Sydney specifically. So, oh man, wow. that was just such a cool, cool way to watch it, and I just I love this movie. That's
1: dope. Oh, That's actually a really, really cool experience. Um, mm-hmm. Like seeing seeing this movie in theaters, like in that. Uh, that by itself is always like a great time, but man, the scene with an orchestra, holy hell. Um, but yeah, like it's, I like how you you brought up like the philosophical angle of the movie because like this this felt like the smart action movie like oh we've got it's got yeah. something to say you know but really like it it really just feels like the typical hero's journey and really kind of feels like pseudo like Christian in a lot of ways like oh right. okay, Neo is just Jesus like there's literally a death and resurrection and like in this movie um, and, it's like, like a lot of
0: like. Vague Christian iconography like Trinity, Morpheus, Nebuchadnezzar, like these like deep cuts Z- that Zion. don't really mean a lot a lot of the times. Like sometimes they do. A lot of times it's just like. I don't know they threw a dart at a dart board that had a bunch of like angel names on them,
1: yeah. It's almost like it's like um, how like Viking stuff, like now you're just like pulling those names and like just basing some something around that. This was like that same thing, it's like we're just gonna grab all these names, like whatever. And sometimes it feels like it fits, and like you said, sometimes it's just like ah, I don't know, but um, yeah,
0: which but, is also pretty anime, like, yeah, like Avondelion uses a lot of Christian iconography, um. I don't know they're fighting, if I want to say haphazardly, but oh, like in the same not. way that we use Norse mythology and stuff like that, where it's not really treated as like religious text so much as just like a canon of yes. like supernatural beings that you can rely on.
1: Right, because like in Evan- Evangelion, like the angels are like biblically accurate angels, you know, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> like crazy monsters, right? Like it's insane. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, The Matrix, fucking great. It's absolutely great. It's so
0: good. Uh, Perfect movie.
1: Internally rewatchable. Like, it is great. It is great. Uh,
0: The only thing wrong with it is the director's names are wrong in the credits. (laughs) There you go. Um, And then, so The Matrix was gigantic, and two sequels were made at uh, the same time. I believe that's right. Right, Tony? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, So the Matrix Reloaded in revolutions.
1: And they were released six months apart from one another. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: So so it was a whole
1: whole moment, you know, like they they structured a big moment around it.
0: And it was, it was, I didn't, I forgot about this, but it was, it was a hot set of releases because it was, uh, the Enter the Matrix came out three days before the Matrix reloaded. And then uh, about a month later, the Animatrix came out. And then about five months later, the Matrix Revolutions came out. So that was so much Matrix content hitting.
1: Well, like, I I love that. Like, it's a – like, the Matrix by itself, that could have just been the end of Mm -hmm. all of this. And it would have been totally fine, right? And then – all of this other stuff spawned out of that and really fleshed out the world and all these, like, characters in such, like, a, a really wonderful way. Um, so I like that it all, like, bursted out there like that. But, you know, we'll we'll get into what's what's good in retrospect and what's not, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these, these three sets of movies, Reloaded, Animatrix, Revolutions, I think uh, do scratch that itch of wanting to learn more about the world and have that developed more, because that was something that was really curious about the first Matrix. It sets a really amazing world that you want to get to know more about, Um, and it explores it in really interesting ways. They get weird with it in the Animatrix, for sure, which they're, I can't think, able to do in that format, but even Reloading Revolutions, like, I don't know, I think they get kind of bonkers, but um, Reloaded... My biggest hot take is it's not as bad as you remember.
1: Ah, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of interesting things that, like, happen in that movie. Mm -hmm. But, like, there's also, like, a bunch of needless stuff that happens in that movie that's, like, just a big head-scratcher to me. And it's, like, even that stuff is, like, the whole chase on the highway, right? That whole scene is fucking incredible so from like a, by like a production standpoint, right? Like it's fun to watch. It's like how the hell they shoot this. Like all of that is like so incredible, right? But mm-hmm. it's like that's just action filler stuff. Like all the things with the, the the twins in that movie, like it feels like they're only in the movie to do cool things in those action scenes. But that's it. You know, like I, I don't know. That that stuff I, I never really loved. Um, and I never understood the Merovingians' like, game in all of this. Yeah. He's such uh, a bold oh, like,
0: I am a little stinker. <laughs> yeah, it, that's really it. That's really it. And like
1: <laughs> great, like an unbelievable villain name, the Merovingian. So like, good. It's yeah. So, it's so good. And like Persephone is like mm-hmm. – like, yeah, like that whole dynamic is like interesting. But I, I don't understand what the hell he's actually there to right. do. And I love but, the like,
0: lore bit that his henchmen are, like, the, like, lore inspiration for, like, vampires and werewolves and stuff like that, because it's like, oh, they're just programs that people, like, mistook for monsters.
1: Yep, yep. It's it's interesting. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't love it in execution a ton. Um, I do like, like, overall themes of the movie, though. Like, again, Neo needs to make a choice when he does, like, that that whole scene with the architect is, like, pretty, pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um and Neo has to choose between like, oh, does he do the thing that all the other Neos have done before him or does he choose love and save Trinity? Um It's like okay, like that's that's alright, I guess.
0: Right. Uh like, never... it's a really good scene, but you have to I feel like it's I've watched these movies so many times that like with the dialogue being bloated, it's definitely, you sort of, like, lose the impact of what's being conveyed in that scene, I think, and, like, watching it now, I think that's one of the reasons why I I've enjoyed it so much more, is, like, oh, yeah, like, this is, like, such a huge moment, like, he's basically dooming humanity for love and hope, and, like, betting it all on that, like, it's such a it is so powerful, but you kind of, like, lose that, in it being like, just a dialogue scene that is like, just somebody used a thesaurus heavily on
1: yeah yeah and it's just like beating beating you over the head with this idea that like the robots can't understand like humanity's like love and empathy and passion or you know this shit it's like okay whatever um but like the movie starts to lose me when it's like wait agent smith can come into the real world now wait Mm -hmm. neo has his matrix powers in real life like when they start blending those two together I'm like wait 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 what what's at, what's happening here like I, that's where I start to lose the thread with uh, this movie and like how it how it kind of ends and the next movie starts That it's yeah. like just really like confusing and incoherent really um,
0: I think those parts of it when the world building kind of like you feel like you can't explain it anymore and it's just like well you just sort of he's magic now at this point, uh, like everything up till then, it's like, Oh, you can kind of like, he's the one person who like truly like learned mind over matter. So now he has superpowers in the matrix. Oh, but it's like a series of like things that have happened because of like programming errors because machines can't feel love, but he's also a wizard now. That's new. Yeah. Don't ask. Yeah. Him
1: it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, well, like it, it ties back into like the religious themes that are like run throughout the matrix of faith. Right. Like Mm -hmm. if you have faith in this, like one thing, then like maybe a Messiah is real. Maybe it's possible. Right. Through hope and faith, like anything can happen. Right. It's like it's a story kind of like that. But like, I I don't know it's 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 kind of silly at times but and it makes like, for good yeah. it makes for good storytelling good movie at times I just like it's not my favorite you know yeah,
0: yeah. I think there's less bad CGI in this movie than I remember like the Agent Smith fight mm-hmm. in total still looks, cool. Still looks yeah, cool yeah is like very low CGI I actually don't love it I wish he was like it would have been cool if he was like killing Smiths. So like every once in a while he just like punched one so hard they just didn't get back up or something that'd be kind of that'd be fun but um I don't know. And like maybe there are parts to the like the he actually has powers in the real world that on my thirtieth rewatch I'll like fully comprehend. But like I don't know. I've given this movie a lot of my time and attention and I've gotten a lot out of it, but Yeah. There it's like it's not it's not quite quite there. But I did really enjoy it. I like I think The Matrix Reloaded is um a much better movie than I remember. And, and like then, it's
1: it starts like Agent Smith's ev- evolution too. Like mm-hmm. this, like Reloaded is really this tale of like both Neo and Agent Smith, like, um, like outgrowing themselves or like becoming like m- uh, mythological, legendary, f- like unique individuals. You know, they're the
0: only two people who have really been able to like separate themselves from the system of power
1: right exactly exactly and one is machine and one is man like it's just like it's it is uh like the destined fight right and it's um very interesting and i love how that like reloaded caps that off or like sets us down that direction um and like ultimately how it all resolves is again like i don't think i love it but it's like interesting and it leads to like very interesting moments like very yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And Hugo Weaving is so good,
1: right? Exactly. Like, man, <laughs> like just yeah, a more like general medic or general comment about this. Like, uh, best casting. Like they casted this these movies so well. Everybody acted incredibly well, and like, man, they're they're all they're all everybody, great. yeah, they're all great. Um,
0: anyway. so should we talk about the Animatrix or Revolution yeah. next?
1: No, let, let's go to Animatrix, Animatrix because okay. like I I love um. How much of the like the, the world gets filled in by the Animatrix and how it's not afraid to jump around to a bunch of different um, points in the time, you know, in yeah. the timeline.
0: Um, so if you haven't seen, the Animatrix is a series of animated shorts um, in different styles just kind of set in or about the Matrix. So there's like a two part. Ah, uh, basically, like here's how machine AI started taking over the world, and like yeah. what led to where we are right now, um, which is
1: really, which I really liked quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, it's a great, um, it's a great lore dump, and like, and and it's brutal, like it's brutal. Yeah, a lot of ways. from from like oh, yeah. both both sides of the coin, like humanity and robots, like absolutely brutal to one another. And that's why we end up where we are in the matrix right because of that mm-hmm. brutality towards one another. Um, I thought it was really interesting.
0: yeah and then the rest of them I think are I don't were there any that stood out to you which was well, there like a favorite that you had world
1: record the like the world yeah, record one, I think so like too because that one is what like it's a, like an Olympic sprinter that is just like so like connected to themselves and like pushing themselves to the limit that they wake Mm -hmm. up from the matrix, you know, without, you know, famously in, in the first movie, there, there is that moment where Neo takes the pill or whatever, and then all that crazy shit happens. And then he wakes up in the pod. This person does that just by performing a physical activity or like a quote unquote physical activity in the matrix. He's Um, like such
0: a good athlete that he frees his mind yeah, and they're like, like agents. that are like, "Oh no, we can't be this fast."
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. And then like, um, it shows the person like waking up in the pod or whatever, and like all these like little like flashes of things that the robots are doing to like um, squash this all down, and it all happens in the blink of an eye, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like it's oh, it's really really cool. It was really really cool, like um, like a shift of uh perception in a lot of ways you know it's one of those things that it's like wait could this be real you know yeah <laughs> like like it's ugh. not to like keep going back track backtracking to the the first movie but man the way they explain deja vu in uh in that movie is like so interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's that's one of those things that i i constantly um when I have a moment of deja vu, I'm like, that's just a matrix. What if we're in the I can, matrix? I can feel it. I can feel the ripple. <laughs>
0: uh yeah, so I liked I liked World Record. I think um Matriculation, that's the one where they basically go into a machine's mind and yeah. try to convert it. That one's interesting in its idea. Um I don't think it's like a particularly like great short or like piece of animation necessarily, but it's like a, definitely an interesting idea that um pays off more in in revolutions not revolutions um revelations whichever the last one is
1: resurrections (laughs)
0: resurrections there you go thank you
1: yeah it uh yeah it's uh, yeah yeah it's like it's so abstract in some ways that it's like you know it's always hard to to really love it at least from from my my point of view Yeah.
0: Um, yeah um yeah the rest of them i think were pretty either just kind of meh or I mean, I think, like, Last Flight of the Osiris is the only, like, bad one. Other than that, they're just, like, meh, too. They're they're Uh, fine. They're fine. Yeah.
1: Like, I still like the Animatrix more than... That's probably, like, my third... It's either, like, my second or third favorite Matrix thing. Get the fuck out of (laughs) here. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I love it. Maybe not love it, but, like, a strong like of that. Um... And then it's probably Matrix Reloaded, and then everything else I just, like, uh, I don't love.
0: I I think if you are a Matrix fanatic and you have not watched the Animatrix already, you'll continue to live a fine life not watching it. (laughs) Oh, wow. Anyways. (gasps) Anyway, uh, let's get to the revolution.
1: (laughs) Yeah, revolutions, dude, that movie is such a snooze for the first, like, (laughs) I don't know, hour like, it, it all of, like, the train station and the conductor stuff, I, I don't understand any it of that. It doesn't
0: matter. It's just – is it to set up it's that just... you can take the Oracle's eyes and that has power, which doesn't yeah. seem necessary. It's just – yeah, you're right. The start of this movie is just pure bloat.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, actually, one thing I want, also wanted to mention before we get too far past it. I actually really like, what's it? The key maker. Mm. <laughs> that yeah. Guy, that, I love that. Like as an idea and like the way that they, uh, the imagery of the key maker is just wonderful. It's, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Like
0: it's a little like cell that has just thousands oh, of keys hanging all and, over the place.
1: And he always has these keys that are like so non, like, they don't look like, and it just looks like they went to a locksmith and bought all the blank keys off the wall and mm-hmm. cut them randomly. And he just knows, I, I love it. It's great. It's great. Uh, anyways, um, When they get to Zion, right, because like the Reloaded sets up that Zion is going to be under attack from this massive wave of machines and, you know, this is humanity's last stand. And when we get to that actual fight, it's like kind of like the highway scene in Reloaded. It's like this is fun to watch because it's like it's great choreographed, awesome, like CGI and all of that. But it's just a big
0: fight scene, you know. It lasts for a long time, and yeah, it's, I don't, you know. I don't like it at all. I think it's a pretty dull fight scene because it's, yeah, it becomes so hopeless so quickly. Yeah, and the action—it's just—it's the robots look cool, but they're just standing there and and shooting, and there's not a lot of interesting. Uh, a lot of I don't know. There's definitely really interesting work you can do there. I think when they follow the individuals with the rocket launchers trying to blow up the drills, that's got some more cool tension to it. I like I like that part. But just like the yeah. mechs and like the fucking turret guys. It ugh. felt
1: like it felt like a an even worse uh, Battle of Hoth.
0: Like the Battle of Hoth
1: felt like similar where there's like, you know, these like big moments and then individual moments, like um figuring stuff out how to take down these big weapons. But yeah, I mean, like you're you're totally right. The mechs are dope; they look cool. But really, those mechs end up just being standing there, shooting and yelling.
0: Machines. That's like I love Mifune. Like that guy's kicks ass and chews scenery. But like, give him some more to do than just stand there and yell with his arms out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But Uh, like, when you get to the, you know, you're following Neo and Trinity, like all of that stuff, like. Neo's now blind mm-hmm. and like he killed
0: I, Smith uh, in the real world and like can see I don't know the code of the real world now or something.
1: Yeah, I, it's just like wait, what? I I don't know. It's just so strange. But we were talking about a boring fight scene. How about like a very very interesting, excellent fight scene? The Agent Smith uh, fight scene. I um, like their final. Battle. I don't oh, love man, it. I love. I do. I actually that's, – that's probably the only scene in this movie I think is worth watching still, honestly. I think um, it's
0: neat. I love the effect of them punching each other so hard that all the rain, like, dissipates out from them in, like, a big vacuum. Like, that's super cool. I like that.
1: It convinces me they could do – a live action dbz movie of course. the way they're flying the way Nobody they're flying does anime around, better
0: than these directors
1: I, I absolutely it's like um if you can make a scene where people are flying around hit each other with like that kind of power and it looks like you know realistic a quote-unquote but like it it was great i really i really love that presentation absolutely love that presentation um but like, but where we end up, where we end up with like again, Neo making the choice to sacrifice himself, but then he's just resurrected again. It's just like I, I every yeah, movie, yeah, but not he for do- like twenty years. <laughs> See, it's just all of that stuff where I'm like, <clears throat> wait, they they have to actually like wrap up this plot, you know? Like again, if yeah. they would have just stopped at the first movie. And Neo flies into the sky, and then it's credits. We never hear any other Matrix stuff ever again. It's like, that's perfect. Great. But mm-hmm. because they had to, like, finish the story in some way, or at least, like, they thought, finish the story for now. Um, <laughs> it just, it just, they like, finished ends the in, in... story. The yeah.
0: Wachkowski sisters finished their story with the Matrix yes. revolutions. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then
1: they just, they just <laughs> going. And just we're brought going back down. kicking
0: and screaming. Right. Uh, literally, I think, uh, so I guess anyway, I think, yeah, I don't have much more to say on revolutions either. I think it's pretty dull. I will say I'm visiting these movies again, so they're all like two hours and 15 minutes. I think movies. These days, I'm gonna sound like an old man. Movies these days are just way too goddamn long. Like every movie is so damn long that like two hour and fifteen minute movies felt like pretty snappy. Like these movies didn't feel like as long and bloated as I remembered them feeling when I initially watched them. And I think that's just cause like I'm used to like Wonder Woman being two hours and forty five minutes for no reason whatsoever.
1: You know what? That's that is a good point. I they still like dragged for me as as I was watching, especially revolutions. revolutions. Yeah, yeah, Revolutions really did. It reloaded. I, I still feel like that movie could have been significantly shorter and, and better for it. But um, but that's again that's just because like I don't fucking get what the Maravignian's point is. Like they could have right. just they could have just cut all of that out. But anyways.
0: But the um, Matrix one, they could do like a director's cut Lord of the Rings edition, where it's like five hours long, and I'd be like, perfect, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd, <laughs> love I'd it, e- flawless. I would eat it, would eat it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So
1: those are the first, you know, four movies. Four then movies. we get to then we get to Resurrection. Then we get to
0: Resurrections. Is- so you had not watched that until recently, correct, Tony?
1: No, I, so I watched it when it came out. I watched okay. it when when it came out to HBO Max or whatever. Um I didn't go to a theater to see it or anything. I don't remember wait, was this one that was in theaters then came to HBO Max or did it release um simultaneously. I, think, I can't. Remember. I think
0: simultaneous or yeah, cuz I watched it I watched it on HBO and I don't even think yeah. I considered watching it in theaters.
1: Yeah, I wasn't planning on it um, because again, like I I am not, like, a lover of these, these movies. You know, I don't eat this stuff up. So I was just like, I, I need to see it to, like, as the completionist in me, you know, when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, But it was definitely, like, I watched it in protest. And then, like, thinking about the movie, it's also a movie made in protest. and that's, Exactly. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this yeah. is
0: a very interesting development cycle. So – The uh, Wachowskis finished their story, Um, they both transitioned uh, and are now Lily and Lana Wachowski and then ostensibly Warner Brothers told them we're going to make another Matrix movie with or without you Um, Lily said no, Lana said yes essentially because if I'm not making it then it goes to somebody else and I can't trust them because also in this time frame, um the people that Lily and Lana probably hate the most in the world co-opted the term "red pill" and just anyway, it's it became a whole thing. And essentially, yeah. the Matrix Resurrection is Lana going on a tirade against Warner Brothers for forcing her to make another movie. And against everybody who says they're red pilled, but yeah. also maybe in protest, she also made a bad movie. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think, and, and I have to think it's intentional. And here's here's the one thing I can point to that makes me feel like it's a bad movie intentionally. Um, there's one thing you can say is true about all of the Matrix movies, and we had we had talked about it already. Is that The action has always been very, like, watchable and enjoyable. Even when uh, we said in the revolutions it was kind of a snooze, like, there are still moments that are hype and exciting and, like, innovative innovative in their production and the way they shot them and the way – like, that stuff, right? Resurrections has zero of that. Like, the fight scenes are just, like, the most generic and, like, they just look bad. They look
0: terrible. Yeah, they I... look
1: like they look like a like a, a Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> 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 it's like crazy how bad it looks.
0: I, I agree with you. I think um, this movie does have that like that philosophical feeling, that like uh, grandeur that the Matrix movies have um, in what it talks about and how seriously it, I guess it takes itself. But it's also so much more. Direct in that than the other Matrix movies, and I don't know. Yeah, if it's if it's just was a budget thing, just Lana didn't want to be there, so she didn't put her full heart into the choreography of those those action fights. But like, so much of the Matrix is that style, and yeah. Resurrections has none of it.
1: None of it. None of it. And, it. and it like the Matrix never made much sense to me in general, but this movie made just so so little sense within the context of the universe you know or, or, or my understanding of it right like maybe maybe i don't get it maybe i'm the dumb one here it's but like an it just...
0: interesting movie so it's like spoilers for resurrections but uh neo trinity they're okay they got better after what happened in uh <laughs> revolutions um and now the machines are basically at civil war um because there's not enough electricity. And some of them have allied with the humans to try to, like, mutually build um, a society. And then some of them have basically tried to make a new ma- incel matrix, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> run by Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> and... um Neil Patrick Harris found out that, like, specifically Neo and Trinity, like, make a lot of electricity, I think, when they're close to each other, but they can't get too close. So the new Matrix is all about, like, keeping them at arm's length. Um, But, oh, wouldn't you know it, love prevails.
1: Yeah, it's so weird and like by the end it's like wait now trinity is also the it's one it's also a one yeah <laughs> it's like what the fuck it's yeah i did not like fascinating that that movie was made not worth any attention um in yeah, my yeah.
0: Opinion. the all the stuff outside of um like the action scenes i think the new real world stuff is, is interesting, uh, just in that it shows progress being made. Like, so much about the original three is like humanity's ho- chances feel dire all the time. Like, they're always such insane underdogs. And then, like, seeing progress, like, okay, that's cool. Like, what does that look like going forward with the Matrix? Because, like, this feels like where Lana made what she wanted to and, like, was able to push the story forward. But then. There are the action scenes and the the stuff in The Matrix and Trinity's fake machine husband is named Chad and like stuff <laughs> like that, which is like I'm on your side, but like can you make a movie? Yeah, it's it, ah. it's like, a tough yeah. movie. It's a tough it's movie. Tough. It's I, a tough one to watch. I it's the the worst movie that I like. <laughs> maybe (laughs) the worst movie i respect i'm so happy it was made this way i'm so happy it wasn't just given to some rando because nine out of ten times we would have got some soulless cash grab but that didn't get to express that same i guess like rage at the the machine of 2021
1: (laughs) yeah speaking of random in resurrections christina ricci has a like very random and like like slight cameo, like it shows up more than i like I like would have thought she would have, but it was also like what why is Christina Ricci in this movie? <laughs> it's like it's very much out of nowhere. Um But welcome. Love Christina Ricci. Yeah. Um Uh
0: so okay, my ranking up. Matrix okay. Reloaded. Oh god. I think I do Revolutions, Resurrections, Animatrix.
1: What the Animatrix is most definitely not the worst piece. The Animatrix
0: of... is no. is no. one no good YouTube video and a Wikipedia article. <laughs> the rest of it is wow. entirely passable.
1: <laughs> this guy, holy shit! I, I firmly disagree, <laughs> I but we don't we don't appreciate
0: the g- artistry of it. I like that each of the shorts has their own style. Some of them work better than others but it's a cool variety visually um um,
1: we don't have to get into how wrong you are about this my (laughs) ranking is the matrix probably the matrix reloaded and a matrix revolutions resurrections um i think that that is probably yeah
0: I don't but know. the like, the I, matrix I, is just it's on like the fifteenth story of of the building and then the matrix reloaded is like about my height
1: <laughs> yeah 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 it, they, there's a there's a quite a bit of range <laughs> between <laughs> between those uh it's cavernous the the difference
0: very um, yeah very uneven in the movies I think, but uh should we talk about how they did in games?
1: Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, it's getting to enter the Matrix, which, like, really is, like, holistically a part of this movie franchise. You know? like There are – it was made – like you said, like it was released right before um, The Matrix Reloaded. Um, It sets up some of the things that happen in that movie. It introduces characters that you see in the following movies. Um, They kind of make – kind of their debut or they get a lot more backstory um, mm-hmm. in there, uh, which was very innovative at the time. You know, Usually uh, movie licensed games at the time were kind of rip off, not very good, uh, barely tangentially related to the movie or just a full-on retelling of the story. Whereas mm-hmm. this is brand new stuff that fits in like a, like an additional puzzle piece to uh, the Matrix as a whole.
0: Yeah, so this one, um, much like the Star Wars Revenge of the Sith game, came out just slightly before the movie, so you could, like, play spoilers for the movie, um, which I thought was a funny thing. But there's also, there's a few things that are different. I think there's, like, one thing for sure I know that's different in this game than actually in Reloaded, um, like the scene where all the captains meet up in the Matrix. In uh, Enter the Matrix, they all break up before Morpheus gets there. But in the movie, Morpheus gets there. So plot hole, continuity error. Oh <laughs> this guy.
1: Um, but there, there is a lot of like real movie footage in the game. Um, yes,
0: there is a lot. And it's all... I wonder if it was, like, deleted scenes or if there were separate, like, call days where, like, Jada had to show up and shoot footage.
1: I think it was separate. I think it was all shot at the same time um, as, like, additional scenes, you know, because, like, there are so many times where actors are in the exact same costumes, exact mm-hmm. same everything as, like, a prior scene. So, yeah, it's definitely – they just, like, set up one more shot, one more scene, and then grabbed their stuff and ran. Mm-hmm. Um so, so the yeah, go ahead. G- game itself, huh? so you play as either at the very beginning you get to choose between two characters that do have meaningfully different playthroughs. Mm-hmm. Uh there's Niobe, who is um Jade Picketts Smith's character and then Ghost who is um, I don't remember his his name that uh, that actor's name, but he's he's I very do
0: I. Good. the f- the first mate of the of the logos.
1: Yes, Ghost, who is pretty sweet. He's basically like your, um, like almost like a samurai-like character, or maybe like maybe a monk. Is like he's like way. yeah,
0: that's a good that's a good like archetype for him. He's the sharpshooter. Um, like you know, Niobe's the captain, so she always drives. I think that's like a really I don't know almost like funny reoccurring bit in the campaign is like Niobe jumps out of a window, Ghost picks her up in the car, and then she like shoves him out of the driver's seat so she <laughs> can take over.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. She is the wheel man, and Ghost is, like you said, sharpshooter, like martial arts expert, you know, all of that. Um, So you pick one of those two characters, and then you play through, like, several missions that, um, you know, there are spots where they are different in meaningful ways. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, you're playing through these, like, same kind of missions that are... You know, it's a third-person action game, right, um, mm-hmm. where you have, like, you know, punch and kicks and guns and all that stuff. Just, like, you know, it feels very evocative of the Matrix in general. Um, but then you you also have,
0: like, I don't know. You get a lot of guns. And yeah. so the – okay, this – I think for a little bit of scene setting, I'm not sure – how you remember this game's release Tony but this game was as far as I remember infamous um, for being very bad <laughs> and yep. a very yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, shit tie-in game so uh, th- with that scene setting um yeah the controls and the action of this game are very stiff so it's a like a single stick controlled movement. So you don't have it like with modern third person shooters where your right stick is controlling basically like the cursor where you're aiming and the left stick is basically controlling where your uh character is moving. You have just the left stick and you know, you go to the left for your character to turn, go to the right for your character to turn, straight to move, back to move. It's yeah. it's it's very clunky compared to the, dual stick.
1: Yeah, the the controls feel so like loosey goosey. And Mm -hmm. it's like it it, this like the look of this game in motion is like the animations are incredibly fast, but they're also like super stiff, super stiff,
0: super goofy.
1: Yeah, it feels like when you're climbing up a ladder,
0: um, (laughs) it just looks so
1: nutty. It's it's very, very, very silly looking. Um,
0: This game was definitely memed on for its animations, ladder climbing. Uh, paramount among those
1: Yeah very very much so um, But I will say When the game does like Cutscenes or tries to like tell Its story in between the gameplay The um, the way They use the camera and the, the Visualizations they're doing are very Like good in a lot of ways Very you well know,
0: choreographed like, evocative of the Matrix
1: like uh, the way they Visualize you loading into the Matrix Is like really neat And it's like you know kind of like the the movies but like really does its own spin on it in, a, in like a way only a video game can i think um it was like i i like that i liked a lot of that but then like at the same time then you see somebody um the way like guys ragdoll around when you're fighting sometimes and the like ghosts mm-hmm. back kick was, like, the goofiest animation because he just, like, flails his leg back. (laughs) And it's just, like, this very, very stiff... Oh, my God. It's very stiff. Whenever
0: Niobe does, like, a dive jump and, like, puts her arms ahead of her, uh, like, shoulder of the model, like, doesn't extend well that far up. So it's, like, this right angle that, like, goes way too deep into her shoulder. Like, this game needed a few extra months to clean stuff like that up but i had this hard deadline of it has to be released this weekend no way around it
1: that had to be the biggest nightmare oh my god i would hate to be on that kind of development team with that kind of pressure like that is intense that is very very intense um anyways um so like that when they have setups those scenes are really good and sometimes the way the action flows, it, it, it can capture some cool moments like that too. Like one like the first big action sequence, um, where you're um, fighting the police or whatever, and you turn a corner in like that warehouse, and there's just a forklift flying right at you. You know, <laughs> um, that was like a cool moment, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this does like feel like an action movie right now. But then, like any of the scenes where you're like trying to sniper. Or any of oh, the escort God. missions, yeah. Like, there's just so many um, things this game tries to do, and and they just end up so poorly, like poorly executed. But like, there there are glimmers of goodness in this game. But overall, like, some of those lows are just so low to me.
0: Absolutely. Um, this, I think. So I was I was telling you uh, when I told you we were going to play this game on the previous episode so this was a two two times rented game for me right um, and it's mostly because this game does capture cool matrix stuff so i when i played, rented it the first time i played a bunch and i got stuck at the uh boss fight against the agent in a plane so you have to kick an agent out of the back of a cargo plane like, you know, only way you can kill one. You can't shoot them or anything like that. So it's, like, this... I don't know. It's it's a cool boss setup, but I got stuck on it because it's pretty difficult in practice. So, like, I got stuck at that, couldn't get past it, and I was just, like, replaying it a few times. And or the mission's up to it a few times. And I remember specifically, uh, like, the mission where you're first introduced to the matrix, or agents. Um, one of them, like, jumps down on the path in front of you and you kind of, like, run to the side. But I did, like, a focus kick where you like jump off the wall and I hit the agent and I kicked him off the roof and I killed him and I was just like, holy shit like this is the coolest game I've ever played. So then of <laughs> course I had to go back and rent it again like, I, I right. beat the game at that point point. Um, and I felt that playing this game again there are moments where it does seem to really capture those cool matrix moments like where you you know you turn you have a meter a focus meter which is basically the bullet time meter. Um, yeah, just makes it easier to land shots, harder to get shot. You're, you're better in melee combat, uh, so you can pop, focus, jump, and you have your guns out, and you're, you're shooting dual wielding pistols at the at all your enemies and whatnot. And like that's cool. You do a uh, run off the wall to dodge bullets and get around this group of enemies, so you can just scooch past them. Shit like that's awesome. But the controls are so flat or and i don't know stiff that's the better word for it that it 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 happens like accidentally
1: yeah but like i think you're right that like the, the action can be like really fun and like and how you execute things can be really engaging too like um it's not just you know press a couple buttons and it automatically does like this like cool combo like there's a lot of different uh Different moves you can pull off, especially hand to hand. Like I barely use the guns. Like I really only use the guns when you had to. I liked fighting people hand to hand because it's like it snaps can, in
0: almost like a fighting game.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you can go, you can go for highs and lows. You can go for grabs. You can like, um, I would often put myself in situations where I'm surrounded by a bunch of guys, and then you're like, you know, attacking behind you, switching focus, like all of that was like super duper fun. Like um, the fights in that mansion, like the Merovingian's mansion, where you're fighting like the they're like, they're, like, werewolves or, like, whatever. Yeah. like vampires. They're, like, they're, you have a wooden yeah. stake,
0: and that's how you kill them. It's awesome. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's, yeah it's pretty great. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, it's uh, – those fights were really fun because oftentimes you would be uh, attacked by, like, one or, or – like, two or three of them at once. And they were somewhat competent in terms of, like, uh, fighting you because, like, a lot of the cops were, were not very uh, – Smart, more <laughs> fodder enemies. Uh, that was also like... like
0: a really weird, like mid two thousand things. Where like the Matrix were like the movies were able to have cops in the real world as bad guys, which is like just such a no no these days. Which is why in Resurrection they like instead of agents, they like have machines like just take over the minds of a bunch of civilians. It's really weird that cops are the main enemy of this game.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. You're killing a lot of cops. A lot of cops. <laughs> Um, but like the thing is, is that the, the way that levels are structured, I I mean, I, I I wonder if this is different depending on your platform, but I played it on GameCube and it, there'd be little tiny bits of action. Then you hit a load. Then like, it was like, Oh, run through this hallway a little bit. Then you get to a load. Like there was like, and it's a lot of the same stuff over and over again. And it felt like very padded in a lot of areas. Um, I don't know, maybe that's just me.
0: I get um, that. I think the destination of your objective is usually very inconspicuous or innocuous, uh, so you kind of like just haphazardly run into that that loading zone and not really knowing what happens and yeah, I think in some of those like uh like especially like the second act, there's not a whole lot that happens between those loading zones, but. I gotta say, Matrix has the built in coolest loading screen.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does look pretty great. It does look pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, can we can we talk for a second about some of the things that just like made no sense? Um, or like or maybe just like blindsided me while i was playing this game having like never looked i've never looked at anything for this game never played it before this podcast yeah um, i
0: got i got something i was hard blindsided by but you go first <laughs> dude
1: uh the scene with persephone just was like wait what is going on right now what what is happening What scene
0: did you watch with persephone is it i
1: watched i played through Ghost, but i watched both of them
0: Okay. Yeah, that caught
1: me off guard. <laughs> yeah the the Niobe Persephone yep. <laughs> scene. Yeah, it's just like yeah, kiss me, and it's just it's it, it, and then it's like so, uh, like awkward. It's both so kisses, awkward. both both kisses are pretty does ghost awkward. does ghost, ghost kiss Monica Belushi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but it's like there's at least some motion. <laughs> like yeah, Niobe is just like uh, just like she's petrified you know like Absolutely. she is oh, not yeah it's like it's like uh persephone was with medusa
0: right in the
1: eyes and turned her to stone yeah that
0: <laughs> caught me very off guard in my notes i wrote in all cops all all caps oh no monica and jada no
1: <laughs> yeah it was very awkward very awkward and then like kind of right after that when you're like uh, in the dungeon or whatever, there's just this guy named Cujo that you fight. And yeah, it's like, wait, who is this guy, and why does he have a health bar? Like he's a big boss. Like the bosses... well, there's another guy named
0: Vlad earlier <laughs> with the health bar. It's
1: like, who are these people? Like, I like, were they ever mentioned prior to this? No, it it, it just caught me off guard. Like, I. It was, very strange.
0: It was yeah, very strange. Yeah, all all the and stuff in this game very much catches me off guard.
1: Yeah. Um, but like there are some like interesting boss battles ish, I guess, like the in Ghosts uh, playthrough you fight Trinity, um at one point, like in a uh in like uh in the Matrix or whatever, like in a very like very like feudal Japan uh level the fight with what uh, oh what's the guy's name with the circle glasses um serif yeah Seraph. Yeah, yeah that's a cool fight um i think Seraph is, is a such a badass character we didn't mention right. that about in, i love Seraph is sick and like the oracle and all of that is like interesting kind of i don't know the the guardian of the oracle Seraph makes is is my favorite
0: yeah he's cool he's cool um, um, there is in the live-action scenes um, one that was included in Niobe's campaign that I actually think is like fantastic. I wish they actually put it in The Matrix Reloaded, where um, Niobe is basically dating the general of Zion, and he tells her, like, okay, we're going to try to ambush all the machines attacking Zion, but like, I had your ship taken off that, that list because I can't lose you. And then... Then, like, it leads into the scene where uh, they're asking for people to look for uh, Morpheus and the Nebuchadnezzar, and then Jada volunteers because she's like, "You can't take me out of the fight! Like, I'm not gonna let you do that." And like, it makes that specific scene a lot more impactful. So, I wish it was in Reloaded itself, um, but I think it's. I I'm glad that they showed both parts of that that interaction in Enter the Matrix.
1: Yep. Yep. It like. The other scene that is like expanded upon in a really good way in this movie is uh, you know the truck scene, like the the highway scene, like mm-hmm. p- like being at that part, uh, like being a part of that scene is really cool because like in the movie, Niobe and Ghost do like show up and like you know help out in that scene, and you get to play that, you know, you get to be like, oh, we have to catch up to Morpheus, he's fighting somebody on a truck right now, <laughs> and then you yep. just <laughs> jump jump in a car and fly out there, like. That was cool. I really liked that feeling. Um, and then, especially going a little bit farther, when you're like fighting Agent Smith or whatever, and he's like chasing you through like the um, the uh, city, and he just kind of keeps popping out of doorways yep. and like uh, crashing through the walls, Kool-Aid bands like
0: through the walls. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Like that was sick. Like there's <laughs> as much as you can dunk on this game. There's those positive moments that like they, I feel like they really nail. Um, but man, it's, it's always bookended with something really bad though. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, truck...
0: I, I'm glad you said a lot to dunk on because we've been too positive on this game for a while.
1: Dude, the fucking sniper section, all of that stuff. So bad. Oh What's my it God. like
0: being the gunner in the driving sections? Cause that's, uh... that's yeah.
1: Pretty boring. Pretty boring. Especially the very final sequence of the the game, like that sentinel shooting section, is so boring as the gunner. Oh my god, it goes on for so long, and it's like I don't know what the
0: fuck I'm supposed to be doing here. Awful as the driver. I had to turn on God mode because it's like there's I. It's you go so fast and it's so brown, and I just like end up in the corner all the time. It, um, it's like and yeah, it, driving sucks uh when you're driving in the Matrix too. Yeah,
1: it's um for better or for worse, it this game really copies the aesthetics of the Matrix, which are very dark and bland in a lot of ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the color palette. Um so Like especially yeah, you
0: this, have a very long set of missions in the sewers, which yeah, is the worst place to have a mission.
1: Yeah, it's really, really bad. It's really bad. Here's the other thing, like we're just talking about visuals at this point, but one of the things that I thought was such like a weird miss in this game was so in the movies, The Matrix, everybody's always wearing sunglasses, right? And you can't ever like see their eyes. They're always like dark ass sunglasses. Mm-hmm. But in this game, they don't tint them up like that. They're like very see-through so you're always like kind of seeing these characters eyes and it's very jarring and strange like i don't know why they made that choice um especially like that's a deviation from like source material kind of Um, (laughs) it's just like so strange it was such an odd choice um that's like the smallest nitpick of my life i don't know (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, I mean that's such an important part of the of the matrix aesthetic. I I think you kind of forget about how um <sighs> fetishy a lot of the outfits are in the matrix until you until you rewatch it and um I I guess you know not being able to see through the sunglasses and like that mysterious face is, is is a part of the aesthetic. So not capturing that in the games is is a big miss. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I think a lot of the levels, like you're saying, it's in these very samey office buildings and tunnels. A lot like an IOB's campaign, you spend a lot of time underground, going through tunnels and and dumb shit like that. And it's very samey. It's very difficult to navigate. Um, yeah, it's not good level design and a lot of times it can get very frustrating, like especially in the sewers. I felt my death a lot of the times just because it's very clunky trying yes. to maneuver.
1: Another, another one of my uh, like gaming cardinal sins, uh, we two games in a row, uh, <laughs> this thing showing up, but, um, jumps that you can miss for really dumb reasons that kill you instantly. I absolutely hate that. And it shows up in a lot of these levels. Um, where you think you can make a jump or for some reason a ledge comes out of nowhere and you just kind of tip over it and you fall down and then like you're just dead. Mm -hmm. Um, This game does have a little bit like if you recognize that you're falling on some ledges, you can like reposition your stick and grab onto the ledge. But I felt like that wasn't like very forgiving most of the time. Like I was only able to like actually use it once, (laughs) you know. Um, Yeah, it's very vague when
0: you'll snap onto the ledge.
1: Yeah, I I just I hate I hate falling up like this. This happened in the um, answer the phone like rooftop chase scene. Like there's like a a jump right towards the end that comes out of nowhere and will just kill you. And it's like God, why is that there? Why is that like? It just seems like it's it's, like, a, a barrier for, like, no reason. And it feels so, like, impactful when you lose there, especially in, like, a chase scene where it's, like, momentum-based, right? Like,
0: right. it it, de- it deflates the scene so much. Um, and it really deflates the scene when you have to... You get to a turn, you have to stop, rotate your character, and then resume running. That also deflates a lot of tension, too.
1: You move like a fucking tank, man. Yeah. You move like a tank in this game. <laughs> Other than, I like... This is, like, a, just a very minor uh, critique, but, like, there are a lot of tooltips that, like, show up in this game. Um, and they don't give you, like, a really easy way to, like, pull that tooltip up. And it doesn't give you any information on the screen. It just says, hey, no. you unlocked this, like, tip. You unlocked a new like, hint.
0: Or we're not going to tell you where.
1: <laughs> and Yeah, we're not going to tell you where. We're not going to give you, like, a single button press to pull up that hint. Um, we're going to name it very vaguely. Um and then uh, the times where it does put information on the screen a lot of times, it, it calls things in a generic way. Like use the action button mm-hmm. um, when it's like, well, what button is that? And, you know, it's clear that uh, a decision like that is made so you can uh, port it over between, you know, multiple platforms. Because this game came out like everywhere, right? right? And it came yeah. out like all at once. So that's like – I got to imagine that's why that kind of choice is made. But it's like you know that's not best best practice. You really should show the button um, instead of just calling out the function. But they got they
0: like... they got that looming deadline. They have to they have to make decisions exactly. like that.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um,
0: Which is truly yeah the hardest the hardest part of playing this game is that I think it captures really cool matrix action moments and it has a lot of. Depth to it that you never see because, like, when those tooltips pop up, if it told you like a series of action presses, because that when you when you square up on somebody and you start engaging in hand to hand combat, that is a very deep system that is never utilized to its fullest extent because it's very there's a lot of button presses to figure out where you're gonna get that information, like you're saying, Tony. So, I yeah, I wish I wish this game had more time in the oven because I think if they Tightened up that UI, how it, you know, taught itself to you, some of the animations and whatnot, like, you know, another year of development. And this would have been, I think, a true movie tie-in game that would be, that would stand the test of time.
1: Yeah, I I, I could agree with that. Because there's, like, this one other thing that kept kept happening when I was playing that just felt like just a little bit more polish. this would be great. Is like, there's a lot of times that like a music hit would come up and it seemed like mistimed or like, yes. Or Thank like you for the, bringing that up. Cause like the, there's like a little stinger that happens after you like clear all the combat, like in an area. And it, it feels like it just doesn't flow correctly. You know, it goes on for like a handful of beats too long or it triggers too late. And it just—it sounds very jarring. Um, yes,
0: it's a lot. This is another Star Wars comparison where the video games often sound amazing because they're using that that sound effect library from the movies. And The Matrix also sounds really cool. So, like the sound effects of this game are great. The music, I think, is good, but it just it—it's so incongruous and it's so like sloppily integrated into the game itself that the music is very distracting all the time.
1: I will say, though, during the car chase scenes, the music is absolutely killer. Absolutely. Whatever track that they're playing for those scenes, like, oh my
0: god, I love it. Absolutely love it. It's um, got good music. It's got bops. Just, yep. they, they just, like, very hastily slapped all over the game instead of really put in there. is another thing that needed some more time and I think would have been really great.
1: Yeah. So, what do you think, Jake? What's uh, what's your final like kind of? Oh, hey, I don't this like one? this game.
0: Uh, oh. <laughs> like, yep. it's. I think much like Resurrections being the worst movie I like, this is uh maybe like the worst game I admire. Like, there's so much about this game that's so cool. Like, it's such a cool game, but it's so bad. Like, this is such an unpleasant game to play like 90% of the time Um, it's not good to look at (laughs) this is is a bad game Um, there's so much positive to say about it that like I don't know I would maybe give it like a 3 or 4 out of 10 but not fun not fun
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's not fun to play really there's like there's there are moments where it's fun to play but on the whole it's not fun to play so yeah hey I don't like that game um, it like this one is closer to that like for me than you probably would think, um, because there is like a lot of positive in it. But like coming back to it or coming to it as like a a full grown adult and not having any of that like nostalgia for like the gameplay mechanics of this, I guess having like, nostalgia for the Matrix in general. But um, yeah, it's just not. It's just not fun. It's just nope. not fun to play.
0: <laughs> not fun to play um so yeah it's just like Uh, the most damning critique that you can really give to a game
1: (laughs) yeah it's not not great that's not a great thing to say about one Uh, anywho uh jake so for the next game we're going to play for the podcast i want to give you a choice
0: yes Um, i believe i've been presented with two options here
1: yes you have two options so um the first i'll give you like two little clues. I'm not going to give you like the games, but I'll give you like, here's like a setup, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first is uh, an original first of the series or a sequel.
0: That's the fourth in the series. Oh, hold on. Listen, I got to look at our, our, our catalog right now. I got to see what games that we've, we've played recently and how far back in time I want to go. Okay, okay okay we've had we've had a bit we've been a bit more modern so I'm gonna say the first.
1: Oh we're gonna go with the original so for the next game hey I like that game we're going back to the game boy Ooh. original game boy uh,
0: Gargoyle's quest Gargoyle's
1: quest
0: you ever played Gargoyle's quest? I have never heard of Gargoyle's quest. Oh Gargoyle's quest Oh look at that box art. Yes! Bad okay, dude. guy looks cool. He sort of looks like you, Tony. What? You
1: think, <laughs> have, you think I have green
0: skin? No, he's got, like, that big grin, you know, he's bald like you, pointy ears.
1: Oh, I, what? What? <laughs> Jesus! Christ, <laughs> shots fired on the next episode of Hey, I Like That Game. New co-host. Uh,
0: uh, <laughs> I almost made it to a hundred.
1: <laughs> we we all knew it would happen someday, Jake. But, uh, <laughs> Gargoyles Quest. Gargoyles Quest. Um, uh Jake, where can the folks uh, at home find us on the internet?
0: Find us all over the internet. You can find our website, heyilikethatgame.com or heylikethatgame.rocks. dot rocks. That'll take you to our podcast feed. You can tweet us at like that game. Find us on Facebook at the Hey I Like That Game Podcast. Email us comments, questions, suggestions at heyilikethatgame at gmail And we are doing streams every so often at twitch.tv tv slash i like that game.
1: I mean, honestly, we don't do much with social media anymore because social media stinks. So, really, social media
0: is exhausting. <laughs>
1: so, really, the best way to to follow the podcast, subscribe, you know, whatever platform uh, you're on, subscribe and tell your friends, you know, like, hey, hey, I like that game, check it out. Um,
0: I think that's hey, it. Hey, thank you, thank you for checking this one out. Yeah, Folks. tell us what we got wrong about the plot of the Matrix.
1: Please, I would love more emails about uh, people's thoughts about The Matrix because I feel like The Matrix is very divisive. So hit us up on the on the on the emails about that. The
0: emails. Uh, Man, we're sounding yeah. <laughs> like old men this episode.
1: Well, get your BlackBerry out and send yourself an email. When electronic- I was a kid, memes lasted for years. <laughs> I did, I did want to call you out when you said that, but I kind of. Didn't know. <laughs> but that was a very old man. That's like yelling, "Get off my lawn!" Like, <laughs> stop playing your music too loud. Like, memes used to last longer. <laughs> <laughs> Good God! What a young old
0: person thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: actually, anyways, this episode should be over. Um, as always, Jake, live life passionately
0: love each other unconditionally
1: and play a video games thanks everybody thanks for listening to the podcast Uh, if you like the show please give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on you know every little bit helps hashtag propagate the pod
0: I'm glad I'm editing these again, because I'm taking that out. <laughs> <laughs> you're just going to, like, re-record you reading from the script. You're
1: just going to read one of the Merovingians, like, very droll uh, monologues.
0: I'm going to, like, re while, uh,
1: while eating olives. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, the way he eats those olives in Revolutions, stuck in my brain so distinctly. Like, when they're, they're like, going through the fetish club with their guns, I'm like, I can't wait to see this guy eat those olives. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, that's the most fetish part of
0: the movie. I think that scene, why I like martinis with olives, because, like, I just want to eat the olives like some sick freak. (laughs) Gross olives. (laughs) Oh, man. Eating in. Uh, That's like some prime eating in movies. Uh, The Merovingian and Han in the Fast and Furious series. And Brad Pitt in The Oceans. Those are some some A-plus movie eatings right there.
1: Brad Pitt in every movie. That guy always eats stuff. Can I stop recording now?